Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Peter Allison and here is Dave Craig. Ahoy, hoi, 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 hoi. Remix. Yeah. Uh keen to just find fresh ways of doing it really these days you know you don't want things to get too stale do you sometimes you should just go for the traditional though oh really okay so a bit of a that's a note is it that (laughs) stop doing it no no. uh, i'm just saying you know the purists just from time to time like a simple absolutely um okay note taken and received and i will act on it in future episodes little bit of an odd one this week because, um, well, we've sort of done half of this episode already, uh, the one in Barbados, yep. um, and now it's time to, to polish it off with the remaining 23 minutes. So if you're just joining us, we are going from 27 minutes in <laughs> to the one in Barbados. That's the Netflix timing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. it's the second episode. It, it originally will have been a two-parter or, you know, made as a two-parter. So and it is where the where the natural episode break is for sure. What I did really enjoy, and this is such a tiny little win, but I what I really enjoyed, Pete, was just putting Netflix on and pressing play on Friends, and I didn't have to find the new episode. And it's a, it's yeah. a very small thing, but boy oh boy, did I enjoy that! Simple pleasures, very simple pleasures. So shall, well, shall I do you the? Uh, I mean. Important details first, 175274, the production code for the episode two of the two-parter. Oh, so it is different. Yeah, yeah, two different episodes, yeah, 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 for right. sure. Um, episodes 217 and 218 of Friends, should you care about that? I don't. Okay. Uh, here's the rest of the synopsis. We sort of <laughs> stopped halfway through, probably. Uh, Ross and Charlie find they have a lot in common. Rachel and Joey grow closer. Monica's hair, we've done that. Joey and Charlie break up when he realises they have little in common. He later sees Charlie and Ross kissing and then kisses Rachel. Monica and Mike, meanwhile, play ping pong to both Chandler and Phoebe's displeasure. I would say that's not true. Phoebe's... She's well into it. Very, like, too too much pleasure, if anything. She says it's like porn. Yes, she is sexually aroused by the ping pong. Yeah. Um, So there you go. Oh, by the way, just before we do talk about this episode, I should apologise for those of you that were surprised by the notification that you got for the correspondence episode on Sunday. 
<laughs> yeah, what was it called? A few, a few people screenshotted and sent their phone at sort of 6am, <laughs> which just said, have you ever been wanked off on a plane? Yeah, good. good. Which was, of course, a reference to last No, day. don't provide the context. No, okay. Let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. I think it was a little shocking for some people Sunday morning, so Fine. many apologies. Um, but let's pick up uh, post-plane Fumbles mm-hmm. in Barbados, 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 Barbados. Um, I don't know what happened there. It's all right. So we, yeah, so we picked it up. We basically pick up on because of our meddling, you know. So Mike, it's so weird. I tell you what's weird, Peter, about watching this second half is that I completely forgot David was in it. <laughs> like, it's yes. like he was never there, isn't it? And there's even like a little um, acknowledgement to how quickly that's changed with when Ross sees Mike and he does yeah. a bit of a double take of being like, why is Mike here? Yeah, and he goes, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ross doesn't even really say hi. It's, it's kind of, it's like, it's funny the way it's done, but in reality, that's a weird way for Ross to react. He just goes, okay, and walks off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hi, mate, nice to see you. How have you been? Welcome to Barbados. Thanks for coming to my speech, etc., etc. Um. But the speech is done, isn't it? And the backdrop of blazing sunshine, although the backdrop behind the window is still hilarious. I love the backdrop because, I mean, the waves aren't even moving. It's just a static picture of a beach. It's so funny, isn't it? It's so funny. And I'd never really noticed until you sort of mentioned it last week how hilarious the rain is outside. The watering can, Yeah, the the giant watering can. It's so funny once you notice it. It's someone with a fucking hose, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, imagine being the hose person for that episode. Right, this week you're just on hose. You just have to stand uh, next to the set and spray a giant hose for the whole time. Um, Kind of interested to know how, on a logistics level, that works, though. Like, because it's a set, right? Yeah, well, there's one point where... There, you can see the backdrop of the beach, so that's there. It's yeah. obviously a picture. There's some rain, but then there's also, between the fake window and the backdrop, they've put an actual real plant. Yes, right, I see, yeah. So they've tried to sort of, they've sort of window dressed it like it's a shop window. Yes. Yeah, and then sort of made a little bit of nature. Yeah. So there must be some sort of trough, I guess, catching the hose water. How did they do it? How TV magic. It? TV magic. God, who we thought we'd just be <laughs> discussing the logistics of the rain, the fake rain in Friends. That's what we're here for. Uh, that's what we're bloody here for. But the rain finally stops. They are all planning to go out and excited. I do enjoy that scene where they're all in the uh, sort of adjoining rooms. You know, Rachel first but bursts in. And then that bit where Ross goes, walls are pretty thin, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, right? I know they're there because it's Ross's conference. Or they really have to go to the actual speech. Like I thought that when you see Chandler there with his lanyard on, yeah. it's like that it's not a fun trip. Well, A, like I mean we don't really work in what you might describe as the real world, but the sort of my understanding Dave, I'm a, I'm a serious journalist. <laughs> okay, Rach. <laughs> Um, the uh, but like conferences are you don't just take your mates and get a lanyard, do they? they don't they famously cost like thousands of pounds to be like a delegate at a, co- a professional conference because it's all about you know it's all it's all about that getting there and networking and all that sort of stuff. So like, you, you're not just buying your mates and Mike like he didn't even know he was going to be there. Suddenly they're all in the speech and they're about half the crowd. 
There's also there's also one bit where Ross mentions to Charlie, oh, it was like great to see you when I looked out into the crowd. Like the crowd, there's like forty people. <laughs> forty people in. Let's be honest, quite a small conference room. It's it is really I was surprised that that few people have gone to the effort of to the keynote Barbados. speech. Like yeah. if it was like if it was worth flying to a different country for or right. to an island for, then you'd think it was like a big deal. Yeah, like a big sort of I'm imagining the sort of um Dunder Mifflin you know, yeah. annual meeting thing in the office, you know, that, that huge conference hall with like thousands of people. Um, but <laughs> the other thing about the speech, though, is not only is the room small, the screen for Ross's visual aids is tiny and he's just stood in front of it. <laughs> and he, he's using what looks like children's drawings yeah, in his presentation. <laughs> Most of it is just a picture of a dinosaur. <laughs> it's like they've got like a, a, a GCSE student to draw a dinosaur and then use that. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's, that is the background to most of the speech. And then, But then occasionally he does things like he goes, oh, the DNA, and clicks on to a tiny slide. Like you can't make out any detail. And then just gestures towards it and stands in front of it. Who's organised this conference? <laughs> Shambles. Absolutely shambles. Absolutely shambles. Absolutely shambolic is what I meant to say. Yeah, irony. Uh, then we get uh, lovely, creepy Jarvis. Yes. Love the fact that Jarvis has a wife. Y- yes, yes. I mean, what I would say that I don't understand about the Jarvis situation is funny appearance at the end of the speech, right? Yeah. Like, he's there, he's weird, he's into Ross. Why is Ross having a drink with him later? <laughs> Yeah. There's also one bit like after after he does the speech and Jarvis chats to him, Jarvis like stays standing next to Ross and all the friends and then doesn't say anything else. He's just there next yeah. to them. I don't understand why that wasn't the final interaction Ross ever had with him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they got into a position where they're having a one on one drink and Jarvis is inviting Ross to uh his cabin in the woods or whatever it is. <laughs> I also always thought his name was Jarvis Overblow Cornell. Like a double-barreled one, but it's it's he's from Cornell <laughs> University. Yeah. I, I watched it with the s- subtitles this time, and I was like, "Oh, that makes loads more sense." I only need a reference for, to Cornell from again. This is another Office reference, but yeah. Andy Bernard. Yeah, well, exactly. But I, I just in my head, I just always thought that was like a, a, a posh double-barreled name. Yeah. Um. So that's a kind of park the paleontology conference there. Then don't we? Very little else happens apart from the swimming pool thing that we'll come to in a little bit. Yes, that's an odd tradition, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, very odd. There's a lot going on there that we shall dive into when we get to that bit of the episode. But meanwhile, we've got this sort of side plot, which I think, should we just address the side plot and just do the ping pong stuff? Yeah. And then just, and then just come back to the main story? Because this really smacks of, we don't know what to do with four of the people, you know? It's also the games room itself. I mean, there's a woman sat on an arcade game. Yeah. <laughs> And then a couple playing chess. Yes. <laughs> it's a very, very strange sort of setup. It's there. an eclectic games room, isn't it? And normally in a games room in a hotel, you have like, I don't know, snooker table, whatever. Right. And um, and that's about it. Yeah, I would have thought the people playing chess wouldn't want people loudly playing ping pong or, you know, a big noisy arcade game <laughs> going on across the other side of the room. It's It doesn't feel like the, the right environment for all of those games, does it? No, definitely not. Have you noticed that there's um, there are a couple of continuity errors in the background? Oh no, tell me. So there's while they're playing ping pong, there's a continuity error where halfway through the conversation, a woman appears, sat down behind them playing drafts. Oh really? And then moments later, 
you see the same woman sit down in the seat that she's already been seen in. What? As if she's just arriving? Yes, but she's already been sat there. So <laughs> they've obviously filmed those scenes a couple of times and then used the footage in different orders. So she's not there at all. Then she sat down and then she sits down. <laughs> the funniest thing about that is why was she not just sat down all the way through? Why would they ever <laughs> yeah. have a scene where they go, do you know what this really needs in the background? Is that woman that's not there yet to come in yeah, during they've it? directed her to sit <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> it's just like, she she could just be there all the time, couldn't she? It's also, I don't normally notice those kind of continuity errors, and I did notice that because she just randomly appears behind Monica. <laughs> There's so one cool. bit where her and Mike are like bickering, and it cuts between them both really quickly. And right. it's like, she's not there, she's not there, she is there. Then she's sitting down. God, I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. I have to go and watch that back. Um, but the table tennis thing, basically, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a way. This this feels very much like this half of the episode is all about Ross and Charlie and Rachel and Joey, and they're like, right, the other four lads have to do something. Play yeah. play table tennis, sure. Um, her injury is implausible, isn't it, Monica's? Yeah, very very implausible. She just sort of is completely ruled out of playing ping pong by lightly bashing her hand on the edge of the table. <laughs> that whole sequence lasts about 30 seconds from like playing to basically career-threatening injury <laughs> to Chandler yeah. stepping in and winning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, there's a nice little dynamic. I, I, I do enjoy the Phoebe getting really into it whilst Chandler thinks this is just the least arousing thing I've ever seen in my life. And also, I love Mike getting progressively sweatier. Yes, the the sweat continuity is all right, isn't it? They've, <laughs> then, they've done a lot of work on that. And then when Phoebe says, "We're taking that paddle home, Mister," and Mike <laughs> does this really like pervy smile, it's great. <laughs> I do really enjoy their uh, their sort of. Well, it's not actually that they're both quite dirty. Is it? Phoebe's very dirty, and uh, yeah, sort of yeah. Mike, Mike goes, along, uh, with goes along with it. Yeah, exactly. Monica's hair ends up looking like the clown from It. Yeah, it gets it does get progressively worse, doesn't it? Well, I, the bit I noticed this time was that because she's wearing that hat in an attempt to like calm it down. Yeah. She has hat hair at the top. Right. And it's almost it looks like it's almost been like greased down. So it's like this perfect dome over the very top of her head and then it just like explodes outwards volume-wise. It's 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 taken some styling to make it look like that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, that's, uh, must have, that must have taken so much of the sort of hair and makeup time, wasn't it? They win a game each. They draw a game. Chandler steps in, wins. Everyone's happy. It's a nice little Monica and Chandlery moment, isn't it? He turns out he's been hiding this sort of secret uh, ability to play ping pong for, for years. That's quite quite impressive, really. Largely, it turns out, because... He doesn't want to sort of have to play as a couple, which yeah. is what Monica very quickly is enthusiastic about doing. Yes, well, exactly. And that's going to be uh, the rest of their lives now, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the ping pong plot line, right? Should we circle back to the sort of Ross, Charlie, the, 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 is it a love square? Love. Yeah, love square. A love square. I descri- How did I describe it on Instagram the other day? David loves Phoebe, who loves Mike, while Ross likes Charlie, who likes Joey, who likes Rachel. Oh, yeah, there's loads of... A uh, lot going on. There's a love... Heptagon? Heptagon. I love Heptagon. So, the, 
the funniest thing is, while this is going, right, so I know it's raining and there's not a lot to do, but these four are playing ping pong, right? Fine, they found something to do. There's also bars and a pool. And, you know, there's loads of things to do in the hotel. Joey's sat in his room wearing a snorkel and just putting grapes down it. Yeah. And Rachel's sat on her own room watching the Weather Channel. Yeah, what Weather doing? Bitch. I, I liked Weather Bitch. Weather Bitch is really so funny, but it's like, it's, it's not really taking advantage of being in a nice hotel, is it? They've also, I feel like in this episode in particular, they've really dumbed down Rachel to make her seem more of a fit for Joey. The whole yes. like laughing at homo thing yeah. and erectus in Joey's case, like that's, she wouldn't, that's not normally what her sense of humour is like, is it? No, Rachel is much, and, and there is that bit, you know, that I referenced earlier where Joey says smart people are dull and Rachel takes offence at it. And yeah. he goes, okay, Rachel, as if to be like, you are one of us. You're a dum dum, but she's not a dum dum like Joey, is she? Not but at all. No. They're really repositioning her like that, uh, yeah, to make it seem like, oh, here are the two goofy idiots getting together while the smart scientists get it on. You know, it just doesn't feel quite in keeping with her character. No, it is kind of strange, isn't it? There are little snippets, and I know we did uh, the the Ross's tan one a couple of weeks ago, where we said there is no chemistry between these two. There are snippets in this one, actually. There was a couple of moments when I thought, "Oh yeah, I feel that a bit." I love the curious George reference. <laughs> I was curious. I was curious as George, and then the little moment they have after that reference, like uh, he had a paper route. That yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The paper route is a th- yeah. But again, that curious George thing, she doesn't get it until Joey explains it to her. Like. There's nothing not to get there, is there? No. And it's, it is, you're quite right. They've, um, they've really sort of twisted her, her personality slightly to, to make her slot in with old Joseph Tribbiani. I also love Joey's sea turtle story. Yeah. <laughs> and the bit where he says, what does, he says something like, I, I don't know what happens if the sea turtle catches, catches you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go alone, but I don't know what happens. If, yeah. He's, he's really, um, gotten into a sort of child he's regressed hasn't he into a childlike state in this because yeah. the previous half of the episode where he wants to just dig a big hole yeah. and now he just wants to go chasing sea turtles <laughs> um, then Joey and Rachel have this sort of slightly awkward chat after after Joey and Charlie break up Joey leaves and then comes back and they have the sort of I guess the first umings and ahrings of like oh you like me oh this is weird but then Joey classic Joey being a good friend something that cannot be said for Ross later on yeah very true Ross does not take much convincing at all does he, he? Try, he, he tries to be a good friend Ross and, and then he just says or not does he literally four seconds I counted yeah. it four seconds of being a good friend yeah um, and that obviously ends up being the catalyst for Joey that moment that moment when Joey sees Ross and Charlie, yeah. and it really, it, there's a really sort of different style to how they've done these last few seconds of this episode. Yeah. Like the way the music starts. And when he walks down the corridor and he's got this look on his face of like, he, he just know he knows exactly what he wants to do. And he's very at peace with the idea of it now because he's seen Ross and Charlie kissing and he knows that that's just his sort of justification. But that bit when he's walking down the corridor and she opens the door, that's such... Like I, I know we've what we've said about the Joey and Rachel plotline, but that when he's walking down the corridor and arrives at her door and she opens the door, that is really fucking good TV. The way that that's done, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's really gripping, yeah, and you feel really like, yeah, you do feel really invested in that decision at that time. I think that's absolutely right. You know, we've we've come to go, oh, Joey and Rachel, I roll, but that, I mean, I don't really. Do you remember watching this for the first time? I don't. 
No, I don't think it do. Doesn't sort of ring a bell, but there must have been that moment where you go, "Oh shit, this is quite this is a big thing," you know. And the well, this is the end of the entire series, isn't it? The door closes and the episode ends. Yeah, and there's no um, post credit roll at all, is there? No, it's just the music. See you later, and then uh, just the music and the, the the fountain dancing. Which I guess as well, like in the context of. Knowing that the, the next season was going to be the last, like you, you'd kind of be forgiven for sort of expecting Joey and Rachel to end I don't up know, together, stick. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. They, they, if you think about how, the journey of the last season, it's actually quite mad, isn't it? Like it starts with Joey and Rachel together and ends with Ross and Rachel together, yeah, all in the space of about sixteen episodes because it's a shorter. Um, what's it called? It's a shorter season, isn't it? The last one, yeah, much shorter. Um, but there you go. Right, should we take a small break and then uh, talk about throwing a paleontologist into a pool? Yes, let's do that. Richard and Gretel gonna make your lives better today. If you'll subscribe to our podcast. You know, it's all about how to get the most out of your partner. And we're partners. So we know all about it. It's good. Get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place. Richard and Greta. You know? You know? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Ross is chatting to Jarvis. Yeah. Implausibly, not sure why. His wife arrives. Funny. Again, Ross has got quite a few, what I would say is socially unacceptable interactions in this in this episode. You know, when he sees Mike and he doesn't say hello to him, and then he just says, get out. Like, he doesn't even try and cover it up or talk to the wife. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. nope, I refuse, to, I, I refuse to engage in this at all. Which would be very embarrassing for them. Yes, well, exactly. And Charlie rescues him. And then they start this sort of process, which happens twice. It's sort of false start, isn't it? of her saying, I like you. I didn't like Joey. I'm into you. Um, but then three old men interrupt. <laughs> and 
I know there's this tradition, but they do not read the room, do they? Like, A, they're having a quite an intimate conversation, clearly. And then Ross literally says, guys were having a moment. Like, what if they were to talk? What if someone's like, Mama just died? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it looked really intense and deep what they were talking about. What What if there was a really bad, sort of harrowing incident that just happened? And this guy's like, oh, we could throw you both in the pool right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. read the room, you madman. It's just uh, they they uh, there's only so much running you can do in very small cities. <laughs> they, they run away. The like, where are they? Where are they? They end up hiding behind a plant, don't they? Right. So my real question is, how do they get away? Because when they're running, they are oh at most twenty centimeters ahead. <laughs> at what point do they manage to like in some sort of cartoon way go? Oop, we're going this way, and then go. You know, like, how do they? How do they lose them? And when they are hiding behind the plant, they um, you can still very much see them there. And yeah. the people looking for them do actually stop next to the plant, look, and somehow <laughs> don't see them. And they've also taunted them by not only playing hide and seek, but then nipping out to get a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. To the bar, like, ordered a cocktail, which we know, anyone that's ever ordered a cocktail at a bar knows that is not a quick transaction. Yeah. That takes a while. So they've just been stuck by the bar while these people are looking for them. I think I can only conclude that these three paleontologists are absolute idiots. Um, that, well, that does seem in keeping with their inability to uh, to locate them. To locate them. And they split into two teams, the carnivores and the herbivores. There's only three of them. <laughs> Why do they need and to they're, split into they teams? Are, they're, they're, joined, they're also working as a three, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They haven't split into two teams. There's only one team of three. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I feel like, also even the decision to run in the first place, like, Ross, you had them with your little speech, you know, like, we're grown-ups, should we not do this type thing? Um, but then he's like, no, nope, we're going to bloody run. Uh, and then, yeah, Charlie starts to tell Ross again, and um, that's when we get the Ross being a terrible friend, goes for a little kiss, pulls away, says no, 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 and then... Yeah, lasts four seconds before he's on. Joey sees. Boom. That's that's that, isn't it? Done, yeah. It's the end of the one with Barbados part two, isn't it? It's a, it's a shorter second episode, that, wasn't it? I think we have one question of the quiz. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, let's, 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 let's do some quiz um, reviewing, shall we? Okay. Right, so Amy had done a quiz for the whole of the one in Barbados, right? Yeah. And we had to sort of pick our way through it last week to work out which ones apply to um, the first half and which ones apply to the second half, which is our fault for splitting up and not telling her. Um, so what have, we got, what have we got left then? This one, uh, I think we did mention it last week because we weren't sure which part it was in. Right. But now we know this conclusively. So what's the name of the man who's a big fan of Ross? Jarvis. Jarvis. Over, over, over Blau? Oberblau. Oberblau, yes. Jarvis Oberblau Cornell. Uh, Question two was last week with the first topic covered in Ross's speech. The shortcomings of carbon dating. Question three, we've done that one as well. Which paleontology celebrity does Ross spot? Dr. Kenneth Schwartz. What's the score of the ping pong match when Monica gets her injury? Uh, This one is 41 all, I believe. Correct. And uh, what number room is Rachel staying in? It's got four numbers. Four <laughs> digits. Yeah, like twelve a, something? Yeah, maybe twelve. 
Uh, 12.02. Nah, we, we, we ain't giving ourselves that, are we? Half no. a mark, but we don't do half marks. No. Um, that concludes this slightly awkwardly structured quiz this week. I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Amy, as always. Uh, would you like to know where we're going next week, Dave? Peter, I would like to know where we're going next week, please. Well, I can actually exclusively reveal. Is it not normally an exclusive reveal? Um, no, I, I leak it to the press. <laughs> Am I getting it first this time? Yeah. Huge. Um, if you ever looked at a fucking spreadsheet, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. So where, where is the spreadsheet? Who's we're that? doing another two-parter. Are we? But it's an it's an actual two-parter. There are two properly separate episodes. Okay. Uh, courtesy of Ash. Ash, 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 you're getting two weeks out of us. So we're doing it the same, are we? The same way? Yeah, well, it's the one that could have been. Uh, ooh, the hypothetical one. That. We've never no. done that, have we? So um, Ash requested both. So, yeah, let's let's knock those on the head and get them done over the next couple of weeks. Exciting. I'm quite excited about that. I haven't watched that one for ages. Me too. Such this a one, bizarre... This one where Phoebe has a heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such yeah. a bizarre idea, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's a reason they did it that I can't remember, but I'll research and find out for next week. Well, we'll have to come back and find out what it is. Only next week on Fwuff with Friends. Fwuff with Friends. Fwuff with Fwuff. All the best. Uh, yeah, see you later. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.